out the kids' areas after the service. They are pumping for our Super Sunday today. They are incredible. Our kids' team do a phenomenal job. And uh, oh, to be five again. Oh, to be five again. But hey, look, I am going to just share with you this morning, in the next 20 minutes, a thought that I believe that it can transform marriages. It can transform relationships. In fact, if you apply this, I believe it can change your entire world. Your 2021 can look different from your 2020. Because this morning, I want to talk about gift wrapping. Gift wrapping, something I'm kind of quite passionate about. For those of you that know me, know that I like things to be gift wrapped beautifully. But I want to talk to you this morning about gift wrapping, a particular gift wrapping. And I've called it a king's gift to us. You see, this gift that I'm going to talk about is something I believe our Lord and Saviour, our King of Kings, is very involved in. He is highly behind the scenes of, and yet many of us don't even take notice of it. We don't even know what it is, and yet it was hugely important to Jesus. It was something that Jesus did when he spoke when he did miracles. It is something that is woven throughout the whole entire Bible. And and it's actually how God operates and how he acts. And I want to talk to you today about our King's gift of gift wrapping, which I believe is thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness. At a time of year when everyone is off busy, busy buying things, ticking things off the list, going here and there, I can guarantee, although there is a lot of rushing around, there is actually not much of this gift wrap potentially applied as there should be. You see, God wants our world to be wrapped in thoughtfulness. Because our world... I don't know if you've noticed recently, but it's quite void of it. It's missing in a whole lot of areas. We all say things, don't we, without thinking. And we all do things without thinking. There are gestures and there's actions and there's looks and things that we do, but the thoughtfulness that goes along with it is often missing. If I was to show you these two gifts, assistant, this morning, which one says, I want you to choose A or B? Which one says, I love you more? Which one says, I care about you more? Which one says, I thought about you more. Which gift is going to look a whole lot prettier under your tree? Thoughtfulness is God's gift wrap. It takes something that's ordinary and makes it look extraordinary. It takes things that are regular day-to-day stuff, like conversations and interactions that we have, and thoughtfulness makes it something that just not happened in that moment, but something that people will remember all day, if not all week, if not all year. Thoughtfulness. 
It's how we present it. It's how we wrap it. It's how we say it. It's how we do it. But it's only if we can be bothered to gift wrap in God's gift of thoughtfulness. Now, if I was to tell you that the same thing is actually in both of these wrappings, I think you'd be quite disappointed when you realize that all it is is a pack of toilet paper. (laughs) But do you know what, church? The fact is there's a lot of basic toilet paper conversations we have to have in life. Isn't there? In our family, there's a lot of things that you and I have to do. In our marriage, there's toilet paper talk. There's stuff that's mundane, stuff that's boring, kind of that you can get quite resentful about sometimes. But I've discovered as a friend, as a leader, as a parent, as a wife, as a follower of Jesus, that I can take what is ordinary, what is ordinary, and make it something different by the way I do them, by the way I say them, and the way I present them. Thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness is a king's gift wrap to you and me. The whole Christmas story, the whole Christmas story is about God wrapping Jesus in thoughtfulness. He wrapped that baby in thoughtfulness. I mean, let's face it, he could have just said, here's Jesus. There he is. Arrived. He's your answer to everything. He's going to be everything. There you go. But no. No, he wrapped that Christmas story in creativity and thoughtfulness. You see, the whole fact that he chose Mary, an ordinary, plain, simple girl, and wrapped her in his divine assignment. And he sent an angel, because he knew that that poor girl was going to freak out. (laughs) And he sent an angel to her, and he said, fear not, Mary, it's going to be good. It's going to be okay. And it says Mary pondered these things in her heart. She was thoughtful about what was to happen. And if you get into the detail of the Christmas story, oh, the layers of thoughtfulness. God even went to the extreme thoughtfulness of why, while this young girl was pregnant with child, Elizabeth was also pregnant with child. He gave her a birthing partner. He gave her a friend who also had a divine baby that was extraordinary. The Bible even says that when those two came together, their babies leaked in their womb. How thoughtful was it of God to give her a friend and a birthing partner in her time of need? And then God took care of Joseph too. He sent him an angel as well. He said, Joseph, it's okay, mate. It's going to be okay. You just look after Mary. It's all good. How thoughtful was that detail to send an angel to Joseph? He didn't need to do that. 
and then the journey on the donkey. And then you get to all the people who weren't thoughtful and said, no, there's no room, no, there's no room in the inn. But there was one that said, I think I can make a place for you to rest and to lie down. How thoughtful was it of the wise men not to just rock up to Jesus, but to have pre-prepared gifts for him to lay at his feet? How thoughtful is the Christmas story? Maybe you have never thought about it like that before, but God could have just done the whole thing. But no, he did layer upon layer upon layer of thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness, a king's gift. God is so involved in gift wrapping our world with love and grace and kindness. And he's looking for a people. Hello? He's looking for a people who are willing to take time to improve their gift wrapping skills. Their gift wrapping skills as a mark, as a mark of their king. I don't know how good you are at thoughtfulness. I've heard it said that thoughtfulness is a gift that some people have. Can I tell you I think that's complete and utter rubbish? And I think that that's just an excuse to not be thoughtful. I've heard people say, well, it's just not my thing. Can I tell you, if it's your king's thing, if it's your God's thing, then it needs to be your thing. It needs to be your thing. Here's a challenging thought for you this morning. Hold on to your seat. Are you really bothered about your thoughtfulness of others? Are you really bothered about it? So if thoughtfulness is God's gift wrapping, how do we learn to be more thoughtful? Because we all want to know that, don't we? Well, first of all, we're going to read from Philippians 4. I'm going to read it from the message version first, and then I'm going to read it from the NIV. It's popping up on the screens. Summing it all up, friends, I say to you, I say, I'll say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise and things not to curse. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together for good, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Isn't that stunning? And can we read the next one too, the NIV? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, there it is again, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, you should think about such things. Whatever you've learned and received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen.
You know, this scripture goes on to say, think on these things. Think on these things. Think on these things. That's what it goes on to say. I'm going to illustrate. Matt, can you come up here? So say I had a problem with Matt. This is hypothetical. This is not like, you know, don't stone me. (laughs) Say I had a problem with Matt, and this week Matt stuffed up, and something went wrong, and I was disappointed, and, and it's not okay. And I need to talk to Matt about it. First of all, the feeling that I have right now is I'm not happy. I'm not happy, and I need to go and tell Matt that I'm disappointed about what happened. And can I just pause it there for a moment? If this was 15, if you wound the clock back 15 years, (laughs) I would have just darted right in there and just gone straight for the jugular. But... I've had to learn, I've had to practice, I've had to train myself because what you practice is what you get better at. You see, before I need to go and speak to Matt, I need to think. I need to think. Can I have that NIV verse back up? I need to think and I need to reflect. So I'm going to go and see Matt, but here's what I'm going to do before I go and chat to him. I'm going to think, what is true about Matt? The truth is that Matt serves this church with heart and soul. What's true is that Matt and his stunning wife, Anne, are incredible people. What's true is that one bad thing yesterday, for one bad thing yesterday, there was 12 incredible things during the week. I need to think on what's true, and I need to think what's noble, what's a higher way of thinking. Well, you know what a higher way of thinking about matters? He's a man of God. He's a son of God. God loves Matt. He is the apple of God's eye. And that means that I'm about to go and have a conversation with God's kid, somebody that God chose. What's right? Yeah, I feel angry right now. I'm annoyed. But what's right is that the Bible says we should love one another and that we should cover everything with love and grace. So what's right is I need to wait till my heart's right to have this conversation. What's pure? What's the right thing to do? What's lovely? Well, when I think about what's lovely about these guys is how powerfully God is using Matt in this house and his wife. What's admirable? What's excellent? What's praiseworthy? Well, I don't know if you know this, but this room, nothing in this room has not been touched by Matt. (laughs) Matt runs our creative team. When this was a warehouse and we came in, all of this, this sound, this is all Matt's work. And he prepares this room every week for us to come into. That's what's praiseworthy. And by the time I get to have this conversation with Matt, I have gift-wrapped everything I'm about to say. I have wrapped it in goodness. 
I have wrapped everything. And I can say, hey, Matt, I want to say that I really appreciate you. I want to say that I am so wrapped that you are on our team. And I love your heart for this church. I want to say that I remember the first day that you came through our doors. And I know the journey that you've been on. And I know that you're an incredible guy and you have a heart for this house. And I want to thank you for partnering with my husband, for having his back, for being one of his biggest supporters. And I'm so wrapped that God has connected us in this journey. And you and your wife are an incredible gift to this church. But I just want to say that I need to just chat to you about something that happened yesterday. And something that, well, it went wrong and I don't quite know what happened. And I don't want to assume anything, but I know that that's not your heart either. And can I ask you to follow that up? and get back to me, and see how we can improve in that area. But I appreciate you, Matt. Thanks, bro. Do you see what just happened? Did you see what just happened? When you affirm someone and you start to be thoughtful about them, even though what comes next may be hard to say, you have broken down walls. You have broken down what the enemy wants to happen. So how are your gift wrapping skills? Well, first of all, can I tell you, you need to reflect. You need to reflect, just like Philippians 4. That's how we bring a a place of anchoring We need to reflect. Secondly, we need to saturate. We need to saturate ourselves in God's word. Psalm 119, 160 says, the sum total of all your works adds up to absolute truth. And every one of your righteous degrees is everlasting. Can I tell you, knowing God's word and his promises helps us to deal with situations that, we, that are hard. Those times when our hearts are shattered or broken or wounded. Maybe that disagreement in church. Maybe that disagreement with family or friends. Maybe the unmet expectations of others. Or maybe the recently discovered gossip trail that you seem to be a topic of. Or the heated conversation at work, all those situations, we need to saturate ourselves in God's word. In these times, we can choose to pick apart every word of that conversation, or we can train ourselves to remember God's word, his response, and his promises for us. Can I tell you something here? Because what you allow yourself to dwell on, hear me in this, will continue to grip your heart. What you allow yourself to dwell on will continue to grip your heart and your mind. Let it be the word of God that you dwell on. Let it be the word of God, not our own pride, not our own righteousness, but the word of God and his promises. Can the band come up? That'd be great.
And finally, so we reflect, we saturate, and we bring accountability. This is how you're going to improve your gift wrapping skills. You know, the Word of God says in Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Have you got people like that in your world? Have you? You see, gift wrapping may or may not be your thing. Maybe not be something that you've thought about before or something that you feel like you're not good at in the natural. But if you are bothered to learn, if you are bothered to learn, if you ask somebody to teach you, you give someone permission to speak into your world, your gift wrapping will improve. Your thoughtfulness will improve. Some of you say, I'm hopeless at being thoughtful. I'm terrible at being thoughtful. Guess what? If you're around someone who is thoughtful, their thoughtfulness is going to rub off on you. I have some special ladies in my life that I've given permission to be my iron sharpening iron. And I tell you what, we talk. We don't talk fluffy. We talk. We talk about the hard stuff. We talk about the stuff that our thought patterns, our reactions, why we reacted, why is there an ouch there? Why do I overreact in that way? We talk about our outcomes, we reflect, we align with God's word. We keep each other accountable, calling each other out and encouraging each other in all areas of life. You also need people like that. And if you don't have someone like that in your world, this is what you need to do. You need to look for someone that models that. That area in your life, this is all areas that you want to conquer, that you want to grow in. Find someone who does it. That's maybe managed to find ways to do that so much easier and ask them for tips. Ask them to speak into your world. Give them permission. Yes, you're vulnerable, but you grow. Thoughtfulness. It's a king's gift wrapping to you and I. It's a king's gift wrapping. As I come to a close, can I just ask you to close your eyes this morning? And I don't know where this finds you today, but as you close your eyes, can I ask you to think on a few things? Can I ask you to think for a moment what's good in your life? Come on, there's something good in your life. Can I ask you to think about what's right in your life? What's right? What's beautiful? Come on, think harder. What's praiseworthy? Think about what's about your children, about your family, people you do life with. And no, it's not all perfect for any one of us in this room. But even in the hard areas of your life, there is one good thing. Father God, Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you teach us. Lord God, I pray that you teach us to create moments when we allow our thinking to align with yours. Lord God, help us to overshadow our thinking and to think on the goodness that you bring in our life, Lord. On your truths, 
and your promises. Lord God, I pray for hurting marriages today, estranged relationships today, friendships, work relationships. Lord, I pray for those that need to go back and try their gift wrapping skills again. That you would take them by the hand and you would help them know how to gift wrap, leading them by giving them your wisdom and your discernment through your Holy Spirit. And God, I also pray for those that need to, that will be on the receiving end of that thoughtful gift wrapping. I pray they don't rip the paper off. But instead, I pray that they see the time and the heart and the attention that's gone into that gift giving as a mark of their King. God, we love you. Jesus' precious name. Jesus' precious name. And this morning, you might also be here just while we still keep our eyes closed. You might also be here and you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about when you talk about a King. Maybe you do know a king, but you've decided to, you've relocated for a while. I want to give you an opportunity right now to come back into the presence of a king because he's here this morning. You see, this king was so thoughtful about you that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. He thought about you on that cross. And he's longing for a relationship with you. But you know what? Sin separates us from God. But God did send his son to bridge that gap, to take the sin that separates us. And this morning, I want to give you an invitation. If you want to come and be in a relationship with Jesus, with the King of Kings, I'm going to count to three in a moment. And get you to put your hand up. But before I do that, I'm going to pray. And if you want to ask Jesus into your heart, if you want to restore your relationship with Him, I want you to pray this in your heart. Father God, I thank you that you love me. And Lord, I know that I've sinned and I ask that you come and heal me and forgive me of the separation. Lord God, I thank you that your plans and purposes for me are incredible. And Lord God, I pray right now that you come live in my heart, you come live in my life and be the Lord of my life. Hold my hand. Help me walk a journey with you in your embrace, which is where I know that I need to be. I love you, Jesus. In your precious name, amen. Just while everyone's got their eyes closed, if you put your, if you prayed that, can you just put your hand up on the count of three? Because I want to make sure that we get some support around you. And everyone else is being thoughtful and keeping their eyes closed, but I'm just going to count to three. And if you can quickly show me, that would be amazing. One, two, three. If you prayed that this morning, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. I mean, come on, church, can we give a round of applause to all those this morning?